Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, along with Kevin. Say hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. You know, it's not easy to put a show out to you guys every week, but using Spotify for podcasters lighten the load. You know why? Uh, I'm going to take a guess and say it's because it's uh, super easy to use and it's free. Yep, free. Anything that's free is great for me, and I like to use Spotify for podcasters to distribute our podcast to all the platforms, including video. Yeah, and best of all, not only is it free, but you can earn money, and you can do it from your phone, you can do it from your computer, you can even do it from your typewriter. If you still got one of those with your old ass, all you got to do to go is, is go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Yeah, it's that easy, and best of all, there's no catch. It's completely free. You can get started right now. Yeah, go make some money. Now let's get after back our, to yeah after our show. After our show. Now let's get back to our show. Yeah. Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, along with Kevin. Say hey, Kevin. Hey everybody. Some damn John Frashanti today, boy. What you know about that? Not much, I don't like his music. Fuck you then. Hey everybody, here we are. <laughs> if you're looking at the uh, at the show today, you can actually see my face, courtesy of Kevin's enormous uh, searchlight that he gave me. I like how you said enormous and then paused. Well, you know, I was I was grabbing it. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Giving it a grab. Yeah. This is going places, this conversation is. Already. Yeah. So, hey. This month. <laughs> Off to a start. This month is mental health month. So, uh, if you have issues, seek help. Is that how it goes? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was really good. We should, uh, we should hire you to make commercials. <laughs> um, if you guys want to know how well Tyree and I do at commercials, go back and listen to the last thing posted. It's not on YouTube. It's on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We are the best. But like Tyree was saying, May is Mental Health Month, Mental Health Awareness. And um, you know the whole idea of it, I'm eating Girl Scout cookies, is, you know, it's like the one month out of the year where we can acknowledge mental health and the issues surrounding it. And uh, personally, I think the biggest issue surrounding it is the stigma of, of mental health. And, you know, especially amongst men, uh, you know, we have like the highest suicide rates and we're the least likely to go seek help. Um, it's a big thing. Um, you know, more often than not men, guys, even teenage boys will just choose to suffer through the silence and deal with it. Um, and in too many cases, it turns into uh, bad news bears. Uh, it doesn't really work out for the person. So, and it's not to say that women don't go through the same thing, but they obviously do. Um, and this isn't just focused at men specifically, but um, if you are a human on this planet, you will likely at some point in your life suffer from mental health issues. If and when that happens, it's okay to seek help. Um, that's one thing that we kind of wanted to portray on the show. Uh, you, you know, is that like everybody 
goes through hard times. Everybody needs help. And, you know, you got to reach out. You got to have that person or those people in your life to reach out to. And if you don't have that person or those people, dial 988. They've simplified the suicide hotline number. It's not necessarily for suicides, like specifically, if you need help, if you need to reach out, if you need to talk to somebody, 988. It's that simple. It's like 911, but 988. Think of it as like nine and then infinity, infinity, because you're going to live forever. Word. Or something. I don't know. You're right about that shit, man. Like uh, we on this show talk about mental health constantly because it's one of the the pillars of this show Uh, we're always going to check in with each other um and like kevin said it's not just a male thing it's an everybody thing it's not just a military thing it's for anyone listening who needs any help um particularly as a black man i feel like i'm screaming into the microphone as a black man no it's a black man like uh they like black families for the most part um don't think you should go see a therapist or something like that it's like uh don't tell them your business like deal with it on your own sometimes you can't man and ain't nothing wrong with reaching out and uh, talking to somebody so go mental health word for shizzle what kind yeah. of what kind of cookies are those are they the samoans Man, you know your girls got cookies. Fucking right, I do. Samoans, fresh out of the fr- uh, refrigerator. Mm. It's falling all over my notebook. Um, I don't even like coconut, man, but like, these are the shit. Yeah, those are the only coconut. Uh, well, that and like an Almond Joy. Those are good. Yeah. They, those are like boring, but they're good. Weird. Delicious. Delicious. So... Let's get into some news stuff. Um, there are several different army posts that now have different names. And uh, yeah, how do you feel about that, Kevin? The changing of these names of these posts, because a lot of them in the prior history were named after Confederate folk, right? Right, yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, that was like a big part of it. So, um, we, uh, uh, so personally, well, hang on, let's get into what was actually changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, sir, there's nine nine recommendations. All right, so Fort Benning, Georgia, home of the infantry, home of the armor, it is uh, uh, going to be changed to Fort Moore, named after Al Moore. If you've seen, uh. Uh, we were soldiers. Yeah, we were soldiers. I was about to say Band of Brothers. I'm like, no, that's not the right one. If you've seen We Were Soldiers, then you've heard how Moore's story in Vietnam. Um, the guy's been all over the place. He served uh, 32 years in the Army, uh, Lieutenant General uh, Hal Moore. And so, you know, he had a lot to do with, with Fort Benning, um, especially when, on that deployment to Vietnam. They deployed out of Benning. Fort Bragg, they're they're renaming to Fort Liberty. That's a um, shit name. I'm gonna put that out there right now. I'm gonna judge the names as nah. you go along with them. Fort Liberty yeah. is is like super generic. It's like 
Space Force. What are they? Guardians. What? Generic. Give me something cool. Fucking yeah. Fort Some Mayhem. Pizzazz. Fort. <laughs> fuck yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Fort fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, to backtrack to Fort Benning. So it was originally named after Brigadier General Henry Benning, and he was a Georgia lawyer, politician, judge, and supporter of slavery. This is like all I'm reading this on time.com if y'all if anybody wants to go read this. Mm. Um it was uh established as Camp Benning in nineteen eighteen, home of the infantry, and it became a fort a fort a fort upgraded to a fort four years later. Hmm. So nineteen eighteen, see so yeah, I think you know, uh, Civil War ended in 1865, so you're talking, I don't know, 50-ish years. I can't math, but uh, about 50 years later, it's named after uh, Brigadier General uh, Henry Benning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Fort Bragg was originally named after General Braxton Bragg, who served in the Second uh, Seminole War, the Mexican-American War, and the uh, Civil War. He is said to be among the worst Confederate generals because he waged war uh, plottingly with uh, frontal assaults and a lack of follow-through that turned battlefield successes into post-battle disappointments. So I guess he was, on all accounts, a shitty uh, battlefield commander. He was a And so it's being... Yeah. Um, And so it's being renamed to Fort Liberty would, and it says to uh, honor the value of liberty, the Pentagon says. Like, come on, that is weak. You can, man, you know, like, considering the 82nd is based out of Fort Bragg and um, Special Operations Command is, uh, well, I guess I think Salt Comp's actually based out of Tampa. But you got a lot of Special Operations guys uh, that run out of Bragg. So there's a ton of amazing people throughout uh, that post's history that it could have been named after. But, nope, they get... Fucking liberty, awesome. Which is cool. It says uh, the Pentagon says our army was founded to achieve the ideal of liberty. In the American Revolution, patriots fought for the liberty to direct their lives, pursue their happiness, and determine their futures through represent a represent representative democracy. So what I don't like about that though is that like Fort Bragg wasn't necessarily a part of the American Revolution. You know, if you want to rename one of those way older bases to Liberty or maybe a naval ship like the USS constitution, which don't change the name as badass as it is, but, mm. uh, yeah, Fort Gordon in Georgia was named after, uh, Lieutenant general John Brown Gordon. Uh, he was a Confederate leader, um, it under Robert, Robert E. Lee. And, uh, and it became, it was camp Gordon in 1917 then became Fort Gordon in 1956. So established during World War One, and then became a fort right after or in the middle of the Korean War. Uh, generally acknowledged as the uh, oh wait, hang on a second. It is the home of the Army Signal Corps and the Services Cyber Center of Excellence. It goes on to say, generally acknowledged as the head of the Ku Klux Klan in Georgia, he was elected to the U.S. Senate in 1872. This is about Lieutenant uh, General John Brown Gordon. He denied the charge that he was a member of the Klan, but. You know, you know how politicians are. Yeah, you can always just take the robe off. Yeah. Um, so Fort Gordon is being re- renamed to Fort Eisenhower um, after uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. I can get along with that one. That one's cool. Mm-hmm. Eisenhower was a bitchin' uh, leader. He was out there doing it, World War II and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. 
did a lot of good things, a lot of change in the uh, communities as he was coming up. So I, I think that one's cool. That one's a bitchin' name. Yeah, well, it goes on to say, as General Eisenhower led the Allied forces to, uh, to victory in World War II, so he was the Supreme Allied Commander. He's the uh, a, a five-star. Uh, returning to the U.S. as a war hero, he's president of Columbia University and Supreme Commander of the uh, of NATO, which is a pretty rad name. Hell yeah. Before being elected president of the, United, of the U.S. in 1952 and in 1956, two terms, um, Eisenhower ended the Korean War in 1953, and... Opened opened diplo- diplomatic nego- uh, negotiations with uh, Cold War rival the Soviet Union. Uh, so he got the ball rolling in a lot of those areas, and then he went on to do some other cool shit. Eisenhower signed civil rights legislation in 1957 and 1960, and ordered federal troops to enforce school desegregation in Little Rock, Arkansas, in 1957. Hmm. So Time Magazine voted him Man of the Year in 1944 and in 1959. Take that with a grain of salt. Wasn't Hitler the man of the year also once? I mean, true. It also says he later became the first president to be limited by the Constitution's 22nd Amendment of two terms. In his farewell address in January 61, he famously warned of the dangers of the military-industrial complex. Uh, There's a little little dash of uh, irony. (laughs) Uh, Fort A.P. Hill uh, is over there in Virginia. And it was named after Lieutenant General A.P. Hill. Uh, I can't remember what A.P. stands for. Something Powers. Ambrose Powers Hill, I think. Austin Powers Hill. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, The Army created installation six months before the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor in 1941. It's a training and maneuver center focused on providing realistic joint and combined arms training. Um, So it was renamed to Fort Walker. And this was really interesting. Because the, that I'm aware of, this is the only base that's named after someone who was not military. Um, Fort Walker would honor Dr. Mary Walker. By the start of the Civil War, the 28-year-old Walker had already emerged as a skilled surgeon and strong abolitionist and an and advocate of women's rights and equality. So that's pretty rad. Yeah. Women, y'all got you one. That, one's, yeah. that was a cool one. Fort Walker. Yeah. Yeah, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes on to say, like, she did some stuff in 1862. Two years later, she was arrested by the Confederates and imprisoned for four months after she stayed behind enemy lines to treat the wounded. In November 65, mm-hmm. she received the Medal of Honor. Hell yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. you know what? I read about that. I, it was, uh, yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. fucking cool. She was yeah. a POW, technically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Medal um, of so Honor. So that's, that's, that's a pretty yeah. rad story. Yeah. So that's a, that's a cool name. I can get, get behind that. Fort Walker. Yeah. I didn't even know or, what the name of that place uh, initially. That's new shit to me. AP Hill? Yeah. I mean, it's not one of those that you hear often, right? Mm-hmm. But nah. Shout um, out Fort to y'all, Hood. y'all over there if you're listening. AP, I mean, Fort Walker. Raka, raka. <laughs> I didn't even know what the fuck that was. Um, if I had a horn. Yeah. So, Fort Hood. Um. Uh Fort Hood's a weird place. So, Fort Hood, Texas honors native Kentuckian General John Bell Hood. Um, became a, it started as Camp Hood in 1942, becoming a fort in 1950. Um, Hood himself was wounded at Gettysburg, losing the use of his left arm. Despite that, he led his troops in a massive assault during the Battle of um, Chickamauga, suffering wounds that led to the loss of his right leg. Double amputee. Hmm. Um, 
it is being renamed, but has been renamed officially to uh, Fort Cavazos, uh, honoring the uh, General Richard Cavazos, who was a Texan and the first Hispanic American to pin on four stars. So that's pretty rad, um, mm-hmm. you know. But like we talked about earlier today on the phone, it's a little on the nose considering you know everything with Texas and and Fort Hood specifically and. Uh, Vanessa Guillen and, and all the other bullshit that just seems to happen at Fort Hood. So it's just a little to me that one's a little like I don't know. Yeah. We should call it Fort. Forget about it. Let's start over. Don't worry yeah, about Fort, it. Fort burn it down yeah. and build from the ashes because mm-hmm. that place is a train wreck. I prayed to everything holy that I didn't get sent to Hood when I was uh leaving from Germany when I was supposed to leave the first time I was supposed to go to fucking Carson, which would have been bitching, but who boy, the thought of going to hood. Ugh. Oh yeah. Oh my so, God. Um, these cookies are good, man. They look um, good. So he, he did some pretty cool stuff though. So, he, uh, in the Korean War, he led a company of uh, Puerto Rican soldiers and earned the Distinguished uh, Service Cross, which is one below the Medal of Honor. Hmm. After he personally evacuated his wounded men against an enemy onslaught. He did this five times while injured. It's pretty rad. Um, he went to Vietnam and uh, commanded an infantry battalion as a lieutenant colonel. In 1967, he was once again awarded the Distinguished Service Cross for rallying his men through an ambush, organizing a counterattack, and leading several maneuvers to repulse and destroy extensive enemy defenses. Hmm. So, two <clears throat> Distinguished Service Crosses, uh, legion, uh, two Legions of Merit, Silver Star, five Bronze Stars, Purple Heart, and many other medals and awards. So, he did some stuff. So, I mean... At least it's honoring somebody who actually did some stuff because I, you know, and this is a little off subject, but I'm I'm pretty against um, naming things or voting for people specifically because of the race or gender they happen to be. Um, that's just it, you know. If you're gonna vote for somebody for a public office where they are the represent uh, representative of the people's voice you would think what they look like or uh, if they're a male or a female uh, wouldn't matter. Their politics would probably matter more in that situation. But, you know, that's all I'm going to say on that particular subject Mm. for now. You know me, man. I'm voting for everybody black. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Same. Yeah. There you go. No, but for real, uh, you should probably uh, really listen to the people that you vote for. Um, we have a history of voting for people who say rad shit and uh, do really crap. I ain't gonna go. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna slide down into that. Um, think about who you vote for before you vote. Yeah, I like how you said uh, rad shit. Like you know. Uh, but yeah, no, like. Look at their politics. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't. So listen, people, folks, uh, followers, uh, people, lovers of the show. 
bands that we have those? Both of y'all. Um, all three of y'all. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. <clears throat> it first of all, we're not a we're not a two party um, nation, right? As far as politics is concerned, we're not a two party. We have this idea that we are either Republican or Democrat. And during, say, a presidential election to vote anything other than Republican or Democrat um, is a, a vote against the um, opposition. But we actually, our political system is set up to allow for multiple political parties uh, representing everybody because I don't identify as Republican or Democrat. Um, and I know plenty of people that don't. I know plenty of people that identify as constitutionalists or libertarians. Um, so don't become a diehard left or right. Become a diehard truth seeker. Become a diehard, um, I'm going to vote for the person that has the people's best interests in mind. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. So Fort Lee, Virginia was named after General Robert E. Lee, Mm. the South's commanding officer by the Civil War's end. So he was like the head honcho. Um, The War Department created Camp Lee within weeks of declaring war on Germany in 1917 and then was promoted to Fort Lee in 1950. Um, Bro, that's really not that long ago. Like, uh, yeah, fuck. Well, I mean, you think it was established in 1917, so that's 106 years ago. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean yeah, the automobiles not, around. Yeah, that's 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 nothing. Like people were way back then. Like, yeah, we beat y'all, but I like the the cut of that guy's <coughs> jib. Let's name a fort after him, even though we kicked his ass up and down the whole country side for the most yeah. part. For the most part, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is a little, a little, a little interesting. Um, but they're going to rename it to Fort Greg Adams, Greg Dash Adams, and that would honor uh, Lieutenant General Arthur Greg and Lieutenant Colonel Charity Adams. Um, so that's cool. Greg enlisted in 1945 after his parents signed waivers that allowed him to enlist uh, in the army at age 17. A black man, he was assigned to a unit in Germany as a medical. Laboratory technician, but was later told no job was available. He was ultimately assigned as supply clerk and quartermaster truck company, which set him on a path to become one of the most decorated black officers of the era. So he went out there and did some badass shit. He helped rebuild Europe after World War II um, as a supply logistician. So that's pretty rad. Later, he ran a supply depot in Japan, commanded a supply and support battalion in Vietnam, and served in several assignments in Germany throughout the Cold War, including his leadership of the Army and Air Force Exchange System. So during that time frame, if you got the goods, if your PX had shit, if they had Red Bull stocked and fucking Marble Red stocked, fucking Arthur Gregg. Copenhagen since 1822. <laughs> yeah. A shout out to Stamp Dog. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he did some pretty cool stuff, and we'll see what uh, Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Colonel Charity Adams did. Uh, during World War II, Adams was selected to command the first unit of black women to serve overseas, which was tasked with delivering mail to and from almost 7 million soldiers fighting in Europe. Adams, or her unit, handled an estimated 65,000 letters a day. Four 
fuck's sake, that's a lot. That's insane. That's crazy. And close to 2 million pieces of mail each month. Ooh. That's pretty critical stuff right there, man. Like, uh, imagine if you never got any mail while you were deployed. Well, and, and, and so people understand what we're talking about here. So, like, there was a period when we were in Iraq that they refused. We couldn't get uh, vehicles to come up the uh, the main supply route, the MSR, from Anaconda to Brassfield um, because IEDs were so uh, prevalent. And so it was a dangerous route. And, you know, like, that was our water supply. That was our food. That was our mail outgoing and incoming. That was all that stuff. And when you're over there, this is pre-email, pre-Snapchat. Well, email existed, but, like, we didn't really have access. Getting a letter, a handwritten letter from somebody back home, like, that meant a lot. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because somebody actually took the time an effort to write a fucking letter and mail it to you. Um, yeah, that, that, that meant a lot. It's, it's a lot more than getting a text from your bestie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's, 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 it means that people actually gave a shit. And I'll tell you what, man, I handed out my fucking APOAE address, uh, to quite a few folks and not everybody wrote, mm. you know, it says a lot about some of those people. Um, I didn't hand it out to many people. I gave it to mom, but I think mom gave it to folks. I got a lot of mail, but I was buying a lot of shit too because I'm stupid. So there. Yeah. uh, Tyree and I went through a buying frenzy. I would like to say that I was feeding off of Tyree, but. Well, I thought I was going to die. So at least I wanted to have some good (laughs) headphones at some point. Like, fuck. I wanted a nice CD player. This is okay. So this is where we were with purchasing. Um. I I ordered a belt. Do you remember that belt? It was a, a brown leather belt. It was the nicest belt that I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was it was called on the website the perfect jean belt. Yeah. I still have that fucking belt. I do too. I got one as well. Mm-hmm. It is an awesome belt. It's an awesome belt. Mm-hmm. I haven't worn it in a long time though. I bought a fedora. <laughs> I remember, remember that, that. And uh, some pumas. I call them my track, sh- uh, my pad shoes because I don't want to wear boots constantly because of fucking why. Yeah. Uh, what else? What other dumb shit that I buy? Bunch of t- t-shirts with a uh, person on it that we had no business wearing. Yeah, that's true. Tons of them. Uh, yeah. Books. Books are good. The big book of racism. I bought that. Yeah. yeah, yeah shout yeah. out to that. So it's not yeah, all a, bad. Didn't you buy some book. instruments? I did. I bought a, uh, uh, oh my God. I bought a, uh, a Dobro resonator guitar. Mm. And for those that don't know what that is, it's a guitar that is so typically resonator guitars back in the day before amplification was, uh, either in existence or affordable. They would take guitars apart and put like aluminum plates inside of it, like pie plates. And when you would strum it, those would resonate and then amplify the sound. And I found this one in uh, probably musician's friend or something. And the whole thing was aluminum or nickel plated, the whole guitar. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. And it shipped to me broken. Mm, I remember that shit. It was a beautiful fucking guitar. <clears throat> I was heartbroken for it because I wanted to hear it. Yeah, I, 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 I still, I still kind of played it, but like, you know, you had to like, the neck snapped on it. Mm. Did what happened to that? Was it just tossed? Yeah. Mm. 
Shout out yeah. to Musician's Friend or wherever you got that from. Um, on back on her though, yeah. Um, gender discrimination limited her promotion to lieutenant colonel, the highest rank attainable by any woman uh, during the war. But her effectiveness was made clear when it took three units of men to replace her battalion after they disbanded. Like that—that that means a lot. So, uh, getting a base named after, you know, those two uh, those two folks. Like, I'm I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I like thumbs up. I like the name of this one, and I almost wish, uh, I almost wish it would it went to a cooler base, but um, Fort Pickett in Virginia, uh, honored uh, Major General George Pickett, is a Virginia native. He led the the 1863 charge at, at Gettysburg. Yeah the high water mark of the Confederacy. Uh, the charge resulted in a rebel bloodbath and he fled to Canada for a year after the war ended fearing execution as a traitor. Mm. Uh, then it goes on to say that camp picket was dedicated on July 3rd, 1942. So 79 years to the day and hour of Pickett's charge in Gettysburg. That's wild. Like they waited to the day and hour of his charge to name a base after him, and then he skipped oh. the whole country and hid in Canada. Yeah, Whack. and then it was re- it was promoted to a fort in 1974. So at the end of the Vietnam War, which to put that into perspective, that's seven or six years. Be- I'm sorry, eight years before I was born. Right. <clears throat> Um, but it's a Virginia Army National Guard installation, and it is being named or renamed Fort Barefoot. Uh, I'm sorry, Barfoot, uh, after Technical Sergeant Van T. Barfoot. On uh, goes on to say, May 23rd, 1944, Barfoot and his unit were assaulting entrenched German forces in northern Italy when they came under attack from machine gun positions on the foothills of the Alps. Barf- uh, Barfoot uh, moved out alone, heading for the enemy flank. Crawling to the edge of the first machine gun emplacement, he threw a grenade that killed two and wounded three of the crew, disabling the position. Securing the three prisoners, Barfoot advanced on a second machine gun nest, which he attacked with Tommy gun fire, killing two more enemy soldiers and taking another three prisoners. Continuing his solitary assault, Barfoot encountered a third machine gun emplacement and compelled the crew to surrender. Compelled the crew to... Hey, come on, guys. Look, look what I just did. Yeah. Do you want to be next? We can keep going. Yeah, I got more bullets. Find out. I got more bullets. I can get he, more bullets. He's probably bluffing too. He's like, I, I got more. Yeah. I don't have more. I don't have more. Please give up. He ultimately took up uh, 17 prisoners and uh, while consolidating the newly won position. So later in the afternoon, Germans counterattacked. Barfoot led a small squad and successfully defending the ground gained. He earned the Medal of Honor for his actions and served for a total of 34 years, including tours in Korea and Vietnam. Mm. So that dude served World War II, Korea, Vietnam. Wild. It's a lot of fucking fighting, man. That's a lot yeah. of war for for one life. That's yeah. a lot of war. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. That's a good name. I'll get, that's uh, thumbs up. Barfoot. Yeah. Barfoot, right? Or, yeah, Barf, Barfoot. B-A-R-F-O-O-T. Okay. So then we got Fort, Fort Polk, Louisiana. 
um, and that honors uh, Lieutenant General Leonidas Polk, an Episcopal bishop born in North Carolina. Established in 1941, the post is now home of the Army's Joint Readiness Training Center. Um, and I think that most folks in the Army would agree they have a hate-hate relationship with Fort Polk. My dad went to basic training there in the 60s, mm. back in the day. I've never been. Yeah, you, I never got to go. Yeah. Shucks, damn. Shite. Maybe next next time I enlist. Uh, Polk, Polk fought bitterly during the Civil War, was immediate supervisor Braxton Bragg. Uh, before being killed in action in 1864 during the Atlanta campaign, Polk committed one of the biggest blunders of the war. He sent troops to occupy Columbus, Kentucky, which led the Kentucky legislature to appeal to Washington for help, ending the state's brief try at neutrality. Mm, this guy. Yeah. So they're going to rename it after um, Sergeant William Henry Johnson. Um, in the pre-dawn hours of May 4th, uh, 14th, 1918, uh, bro, that's in two days. A hundred and five years ago. Huh. Uh, during World War One, Johnson was inside a trench in France's uh, Argonne Forest with a black, with a fellow black soldier, when a German raiding party suddenly attacked his position. Quote: Facing a fierce enemy, wounded and without support, Johnson could have surrendered, but chose to fight. End quote. Sounding the alarm before single-handedly facing the enemy, Johnson threw grenades until his supply was exhausted. When he ran out of grenades, Johnson fired his rifle until he spent his ammunition. When he ran out of bullets, Johnson charged the enemy, swinging his rifle's club. And when he observed two Germans about to carry his wounded comrade away for interrogation, Johnson abandoned his rifle and instead drew his bolo knife, fighting off the raiders as close quarters and pushing them back from the position. Ultimately, Johnson single-handedly engaged approximately two dozen men that night, killing at least four. Few returned to their lines unscathed. Despite being outnumbered by a factor of 20 and sustaining 21 separate wounds in hand-to-hand combat, he had saved his comrade, sounded the alarm, and secured his unit's safety and position. Johnson became the United States' first hero of the Great War. Fuck. And that made my face feel funny. That's a good one, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... And you'll be surprised to know this, but I'm actually related to that guy. Incredible. Small I'm not. Shot all I'm of not. his bullets, tossed all the grenades. Now he's just out there clubbing people with the fucking, it got to be an M1 Garant back then, yeah. right? Yeah. He's fucking cracking heads, sees homie getting pulled off, pulls out the knife, goes OJ, gets those motherfuckers, <laughs> <laughs> gets, gets his friend back. Is wounded to shit. He looks, he's bleeding all over the place, but he's still doing stuff. That's all. That's awesome. You never know what you can do until you're, uh, you're in the shit, right? Yeah, man. Like that's a, that's a big thing. That's wild. And I am a little surprised to see that, uh, that I'm not reading that he was awarded the Medal of Honor. Really? Yeah. What do you get? Like a uh, pat on the it back? Doesn't, it doesn't say, but. Uh, you know, black soldier in World War One. Uh, there you go. It wasn't much, much. It wasn't much of a thing, but he's got uh, a post named after him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Down in Louisiana. So, um, dang, that's that's whack. That Give him the became, damn fucking award already. Yeah, became 
the United States uh, first hero of the Great War. That's, that's that's a pretty cool title, though, man. The first hero. Yeah, first hero of the Great War. So, uh, the war to end all wars. Fucking World War One. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, move on to Fort Rucker, Alabama. It honors the uh, Tennessee native Colonel Edmund Rucker, who was often called General, but never attained the rank. He was known as General after becoming a leading Birmingham, Alabama industrialist after the Civil War. Known today as the home of the Army Aviation, Fort Rucker was originally the Ozark Triangular Division um, before being renamed Camp Rucker in 1942 and then became Fort Rucker in 1955. And it's being renamed to Fort Novosel, N-O-V-O-S-E-L would honor Chief Warrant Officer for Michael J. Novosel Sr. Uh, joined the Army Air Corps at the age of 19 in 1941. For those that don't know, the Army Air Corps is the predecessor to the uh, United States Air Force. Once upon a time, the Army Air Corps, the Air Corps belonged to the United States Army. Uh, ten months before, so he, he joined at 19, ten months before the attack on Pearl Harbor. During the war, he rose to the rank of captain at the age of 23, flying B-29 Super Fortress bombers. And then assigned to Vietnam as a dust-off pilot, he flew helicopters evacuating combat zone casualties, a dangerous mission in which approximately one-third of all medevac pilots became casualties themselves. In Novosel's two tours in Vietnam, he flew 2,543 extraction missions, rescuing over 5,500 seriously wounded soldiers. He earned the Medal of Honor for Heroics on October 2, 1969, when at the age of 47... Novacell saved 29 men from certain death. Mm. Get behind that. Yeah, I feel it. No and it, you know, and, it, and it's, it, it applies to, because you know what, you know, Fort Rucker, home of the, home of the aviation, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, so those are the facts, right? So those are the bases that are being um, either changed, have changed, or up for change, and the names that they're changing them to. So you asked, what do I think about that? This is going to be an unpopular opinion, I think. But I don't fucking care. Um, here's the thing. I went to Fort Benning, Georgia in 2001. Um, where I, you know, uh, attended infantry, one station unit training, infantry OSIT. And to me, Fort Benning has always been the home of the infantry. And in my mind, it will always be the home of the infantry. Um, regardless of what it's called. But they're changing the names of these places to honor people that actually matter, right? It would be one thing minus fucking Fort Liberty. It's fucking dumb. Um, It would be one thing if they were just changing it to some other fucking, you know, highest bidder, right? Hey, uh, you, you donate X amount of dollars to this campaign. We'll give you an army base after you. That would be, that would be one thing. Um, you mean you don't want to go? You don't want Fort Bill Gates? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, I don't want Fort fucking Bill Gates. Mm. Um, and here's the other thing, right? Like, I up until reading most of these just now had no idea who these bases were named after. Not a clue. Most people that I've spoken with have no idea who these bases were named after. Not a clue. Yet you'll find people all over the place bent out of shape because they're changing the name of these places. It'll always be Bragg. It'll always be Benning. Why? Why are we so clung to a name? 
And I know, I, I know that's going to be an unpopular opinion. I'm, I'll probably catch some fucking hate from that, but um, Al Moore was a great dude. He did some cool shit. And, um, and his wife. Yeah, right. No, exactly. Like all of these people that we read about just now all did some pretty amazing fucking things. There wasn't one of them where I was like, eh, it's kind of weak. Mm-hmm. The only one that sucks is for fucking Liberty. Yeah. And I, I hear people unanimously, I hear people like, I don't even have to like ask them, like, would you, would you consider this name? I hear people all the time being like, why didn't they go with fucking Fort Benavidez? Mm, anything. Oh, that would have been fucking money. Right. You can. And like you said earlier today, like, how can you get mad at something like that? Like name all the bases after, you know, Medal of Honor recipients, um, or you know, you know, all all of these were great examples of of, of people that did amazing things. Um, For the that's one side. side of it. Yeah, that's that's one side of the coin. Now the other side of the coin. If you'll notice, there was a lot of uh, underappreciated um, black folk that served who are getting these bases named after them. So you might think you might be inclined to think that maybe. It's a PR stunt, pandering to pandering. Exactly, you're there. The, you might think that they might be pandering for votes, um, because at the beginning of this, it talks about how they came came about the idea to change all these bases, and it says, "Well, we talked to a lot of people in the communities, and we asked them what their opinions were, and this is based off of that information." It's called, they were called the Naming Commission, which was established by Congress in 2021 um, during the National Defense Authorization Act. And they went out and spoke to people, um, uh, suggested a list of names for the military installations that included women and black Americans for the first time rather than white men. And, and it just, it's just, it, to me, it's, it seems like it's pandering to people. Do the names need to be changed from Confederate uh Generals, I don't understand why they were named after him in the first fucking place. Exactly. 60 years after the fucking loss of the Civil War, like, okay, we're going to honor these people who by, you know, by technically, technically, and this is regardless of people, your, your belief, um, on why the Civil War happened, uh, Technically, it, it it would have been considered an act of, of, of treason, along the same lines as when we rebelled against the the the, the crown in the late 1700s and the American Revolution kicked off. Had we lost that war, Washington and and all of those folks would have been tried. All of our founding fathers would have been tried for treason and hung. So it's a it's a weird thing. Um, now, so. I say all that to say, did they need to be changed? Probably. Should they have ever been named after those people in the first place? Absolutely not. Um, did they pick some pretty good people? Yes, they did. Does Fort Liberty suck balls? 1,000%. <laughs> right on. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I personally, uh, Fort Benning is going to be Fort Benning for me only because I went there. That's my time. It was back then. It's over now. It's something else. It's just the way times go. Uh, I suppose in the 
background grumbles with all the old people, they're going to always call it Fort Benning until it, they die out. And we spoke about that, too. It's, it's just going to be that way until those folks just fade away into the background. And, you know, the army and, you know, we, we move along. We adapt and overcome and grow and change into something different. And you can be mad about it if you want, but, you know, Fort Moore, there you go. Yeah, no, I, and I, I agree, man. Like, I'm, I'm always going to say that I went to base ring at Fort Benning because that's where I went. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think it's rad that it's going to be named after uh, Hal Moore? Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I th- honestly, the only one that I, I have any complaints about is fucking Liberty. It's just, it's just dumb. Booty, booty yeah. cheeks. I don't even know why that is a. Like what? Why? Why saying something is booty is bad because booties are great. Have you ever had one like smother your? Anyways, so uh, yeah. So, uh, oh man. Anyway, but you know, so so calls to name re, uh, rename military bases uh, and ships, um, and other military assets intensified in 2020 in the wake of the murder of George Floyd in the hands of police in Minneapolis and the ensuing national reckoning on racial injustice. So again, and and time time magazine or time.com like flat out says it's in the face of the reckoning of racial injustice in the United States. And to me, that just says that just screams pandering. We're just, we're pandering to one side and that's, I've already said my piece, but like, it just, it just, it's just right idea, wrong reason. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So let's move on to some other shite. We yeah, we spoke... talked about that for way too long, I think. Man, we had to get it out. I feel like most people are not watching by now. If you're if you are watching still or listening still, um, fucking thanks. right on. So <clears throat> let's talk about that. Uh, we spoke about the. Marine that choked the guy out in the subway in New York. Yeah. So, uh, my understanding of what happened, I'm not going to read it because I'm tired of reading about people getting choked out in fucked up ways, but um, this guy was a homeless or, you know, poor person, black guy, uh, dancing on the subway for money, um, was annoying folks, started screaming for money demanding money uh saying i'm i'm starving i don't care if i die i need money and i guess one person got a little too annoyed and decided hey i'll take care of this and goes and he puts this guy in a fucking chokehold for way too long and kills minutes two minutes and 55 seconds that was how long they say yeah so I'm, i'm on the bbc site um so yeah I was way off of my times earlier. Holy shit. But either way, um, me and Kevin, we, we understand, you know, I, I know a little bit of fucking grappling, some little, some little shit to take care of business if I need to. As a cop, that was something I, we had to learn, something to control somebody's upper body. Uh, I know that if you put that carotid uh, hole on someone, uh, for a certain amount period of time, they're going to black out. And if you continue to hold, they're going to probably die. 
Um, at what point do you say this was a person defending himself against somebody who wasn't vicious, dangerous or anything? But anyway, at what point do you let go and say, all right, you know, I'm, we're just going to hold him here until the cops come and then we'll let him go. What, what made this fucking guy decide that he was going to be the one that took it to this level and and it was okay for him like he's just now getting uh charged with that that was that was days ago that this wasn't like today this was a while ago and he's just now yeah. getting charged to me that's fucked up y'all need to figure out this whole charge him or not charge him shit from the jump and if it's something like that like that's homicide that's something that needs to be investigated and it, and come on now Give me a so it, ha- it happened May May first, so almost two weeks ago, and I think he was he was uh, charged yesterday or today. Um. So what's interesting about you and you just said like make up your mind about when you're going to charge. Uh, there was video that or footage of the altercation uh, that was recorded by a freelance journalist, and that video surfaced. And then there were people in an uproar, and then they made the arrest. Then they decided to charge him. Mm. Um, but he goes on to say that uh, the video captured by the freelance journalist shows. So his name is uh, so the Marine, right? His name was Daniel Penny, twenty-four years old, and he killed thirty-year-old Jordan Neely. 30-year-old Jordan Neely. And, you know, it goes on to say that, like, the video shows Penny choking him out for two minutes and 55 seconds. So to give folks that don't understand how this works an idea, if the the, the type of choke that he had on him, I believe, was the rear naked choke, uh, which blocks off the carotid arteries that run parallel to your esophagus, your throat. If you cut off blood flow to those, which the red naked choke does very, very well, very well, cuts off blood flow to both carotid arteries, uh, which sends blood to and from your or to your brain. You have about eight to 12 seconds of consciousness left. And then you pass out and you go unconscious. You're out. Some people, if they know how to defend against it, they can last a little bit longer um, but if somebody really has that, that chokehold in deep, um, you're going out, you're, you, there's no way around it. You are going to be choked out. So I would say we'll give Mr. Neely the benefit of the doubt and say 12 seconds, right? 15 seconds. So we're talking two minutes and 40 seconds longer than necessary. His body would have been completely limp. Mm-hmm. That's what um, I was going to say. I was going to say that. God damn. There's, there's, there's no, there's no blood flow to the brain at all. No resistance uh, from this guy at that point. Yeah. Um, no blood flow to the brain out for you know, unconscious, likely for about two minutes and 40 seconds. And, and this, the choke you, if you watch UFC, when somebody gets choked out, if they don't tap and they actually go out, the referee 
uh, immediately calls the fight because the person is unco- uh, unconscious and cannot defend themselves. And so there's that. Um, <clears throat> from what the BBC says, uh, the journalist who filmed it, Juan Alberto Vasquez, told the New York Times that Mr. Neely had shouted at passengers but did not attack anyone. He recalled Mr. Neely saying, I don't mind going to jail and getting life in prison before he was retain, uh, restrained. Um, that would have been restrained by Penny, the Marine. So this so, guy's going through a mental issue in front of all these people. And again, this guy, this Neil, the Marine decides, Hey, I'm going to fucking save people. I'm going to be the hero so, here. Well, and, and, and I'm, you know, I wasn't there. Um, so we, we can't really, we can't really speculate. Right. But when we look at like the things that have been constantly happening in the U S uh, with, with uh, active shooters and just this last weekend, actually the weekend before this, uh, um, or I'm sorry, like a week and a half before this even happened in Texas, there were like several fucking uh, mass shootings or killings. Mm-hmm. Um it was a, it was kind of a bad weekend for that uh, uh, in Texas, and uh, so with, with with the the frequency with which these things are happening, um, and being the guy you know is a young Marine, a former Marine, I guess. Um, I can I can understand where he might be coming from. He's thinking before this escalates to a point where this guy does become violent with somebody else, I'm going to put a stop to it. So I can totally understand that. Um, I can. What I can't understand is a hold for two minutes and 55 seconds. Now, I haven't seen the video, and it doesn't say, but I don't know if he held that choke really tight. I don't know if it, if if, if uh, Neely died from some pre-existing issue that was ex- uh, accelerated or amplified by the event. So I don't know that the, I, you know, what the autopsy report says as far as uh, cause of death, but I do know that two minutes and 55 seconds is a long goddamn time. <laughs> and that's just, that's just not how that works. What, regardless of how you feel about the whole George Floyd scenario, uh, whether or not he was truly innocent or guilty, the knee on the neck for the amount of time that it was there. Well, the knee on the neck in general is not, shouldn't have been a thing, but for the length of time is also not a thing. It's just, it just didn't, it is, I don't know. It wasn't, it shouldn't have been, shouldn't have been a thing. Yeah. There's no, no restraint in any book that says uh knee to the neck is uh, okay. There's nothing, uh, no police book I've ever read that's, that says that's cool. No training yeah. I've ever received. Yeah, and you're in your in your six months at the LAPD Academy. Did they ever have a section of knee to the neck? No. Or if you need to detain somebody, hold this this choke for approximately three minutes, even though they're limp. Probably yeah. probably piss themselves because you know that happens. I remember I remember one time we were in the barracks over in Germany, man, and fucking Mezenzev came up behind me put a rear naked on me and like he didn't even like 
choke hard, right? He just got it on me and then squoze for a little bit and then released. And I turned to like, what the fuck? And I passed out. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have that choke on me for four or five seconds. And he barely, he barely squeezed out. Yeah. I went and came right back up, man. And it was the wildest thing. Um, it doesn't take long. It does not take long to subdue somebody with that particular choke. Yeah. So I've been choked out before. It's not a cool feeling for training, yeah. for, for training purposes to make sure you know how it feels. You have to go ahead and cinch it in. And uh, your your partner who you're working with, they clap when, uh, you know, they're feeling the effects. And uh, once I, I tried to go a little hard, it was dumb. But uh, my the person I was working with felt my body go limp. And he let go. I came too, but it's not like I was going to get up and start fighting him again. Like, I had to get my bearing back before I could figure out, you know, what the fuck just happened. There was a, a bunch of people there could have helped restrain this person, but no. Hold him by the neck until he dies. What? And that's a good point that you made there, too. So um, when I've been choked out, there is no immediate recover recovery. Like, There's no like, okay, the choke is off of me now. Back to fucking back to fighting. There's a there's an amount of time where you feel like you are surfing the universe and then you're getting drawn back back out of that black hole and back into reality. And you know, like when you like close your eyes and you dig your fingers into your eyes and you see all those little colors and shit, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And it's it, it to you, it feels like a, a while, right? So you're not coming out of that. Like immediately, like no matter, I don't care about your adrenaline. Like it's not a thing. Um, if somebody has got a good choke on you and you go unconscious, like it's a process. You can look up videos on YouTube, people getting choked out it's it takes a second for them to come back. Matter of fact, there's a video I watched not too long ago of a big muscular dude in a in a gym. I think it was like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym and he was challenging people and um and they they accepted the challenge, so one of their guys um uh, took him on, choked him out. The dude goes unconscious cuz he doesn't tap. So he's laid out on the ground. They pick up his legs to send blood back to his brain, right? So they're shaking his legs to get the blood flow going to his his, his trunk. And when the dude does come back to consciousness, he does pop up real quick, like because fight or flight. But he's on his feet, kind of stumbling, and has no idea where he is. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can't go re-engage because he's still getting his bearings. So it's a thing. Um, yeah. If you got but, training, you, you'd know that. What sucks about this, though, is maybe maybe uh, Penny knew or saw something that nobody else there saw that we're not hearing about. Maybe maybe that was a thing. Um, but regardless of how this turns out, if if he if he is acquitted, it's gonna be it's gonna be messy. Troubles. But uh, spent four years in the Marines, rising to the rank of sergeant before honorably discharged in June of 2021. Um, according to his lawyers, he is now enrolled as a full-time bachelor's uh, college degree student 
uh, studying architecture. So good on him. Yeah, it's just it's just really it's just really I don't know. Um, Mr. Neely apparently was a Michael Jackson impersonator who frequently performed in Times Square. And then uh, his mother, Christy Neely, was murdered in 2007 by her boyfriend, who was sentenced to 30 years in prison. And so now Mr. Neely's dead. So it's just it's just a really interesting scenario. It does say that Mr. Neely began experiencing mental health issues. He had demons. He went through tragedy at a very young age, Mr. Mills said. And then his mother was taken from him, and her body was dumped in a suitcase on a highway. So there's that. I don't know, man. It, it, it's it's a shit situation, and it kind of it kind of begs the question. I think is uh, uh, if you should find yourself in in that situation, what do you do? Because on the one hand, you want to do good, right? You want to be the good Samaritan that kind of prevents this potential tragedy from unfolding. But at the same time, if you're wrong, or you do something wrong, you know, let's say you are illegally. Um, a legal gun carrying American and some shit goes down and you pull your pistol to go, you know, do your thing to save the day. And you, you got the bad guy in your sights and you go, you squeeze that trigger and you miss, but you hit an innocent person behind them, a, a bystander. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, what do you do? Kind of damned if you do damned, if you don't scenario. Um, but I think the one thing, regardless of, regardless of, of whether or not he was, he was right in, in subduing this person, what's going to, what's going to screw him and why they're going for the charge that they're going for. Uh, I don't know if we said manslaughter um, instead of murder too, which should have been. <clears throat> yes. Second degree manslaughter faces up to 15 years in jail. What's going to screw him is the two minutes and 55 seconds. It's a long time, man. Yeah. You can have a whole last conversation in two minutes, 55 seconds. We can have several different conversations in that much time. But hey, yeah. it is what it is. This is uh, this is where we are, where you know people feel like they have to take action. Um, we are always in the middle of something man there's always some kind of shooting going on in, in public i saw the pictures from uh the last shooting it was uh horrible and i think other people should see that shit so maybe some people would really start to make some changes because it was a terrible thing to see um combat in public in america on the street is fucking terrible it's not something that you guys should see. We saw that shit. You know, we raised our hand for it. Um, maybe the Marine thought, you know, it was something that he had to do to prevent something from happening. Maybe he blacked out himself and uh, was lost in the thought of defending these people. But at some point, like you say, you have to let go and... uh it ain't your job, man. He. How often are you in a public setting? If in New, if you were in New York, on a fucking subway, you're gonna see people fucking 
playing instruments for money. If that motherfucker pisses me off, should I go choke him out? He's annoying me. It's the same thing, isn't it? If a, the the person on the on the fucking subway starts breakdancing, and I don't like that shit, and everyone else is like, oh fuck, I wish he'd stop. Oh, I'm gonna go fucking choke this guy out now. Put him in the fucking chokehold until you know. I feel like I handle this situation, and now it's good. Motherfucker, let the police handle that kind of shit if you think the police should handle it. And if not, just mind your fucking business. Yeah, he's having a mental issue. He didn't fucking touch anybody. He didn't fucking literally cause anybody harm. He annoyed them. Annoying is not a reason to fucking put somebody down. And that's how I'm always going to feel about that. Fuck this guy. Fuck everything that he's going through. He could have fucking done better. He didn't have to kill that dude. Other people on that train could have helped out. Because, hey, man, how many people fucking no no MMA, no fucking grappling, no... Like, hey, why is he still holding this fucking guy? We even passed a couple stops on the train now. And he's still holding him. Other people watch that shit. Because they were annoyed. Bullshit. We're better people in America than that. And that's just the fucking where we're living right now. Where I actually said that we should show pictures of dead people on social media to people so they can make some changes. Because nothing else is working. That's where we are now. That's what that's what I'm thinking is an okay thing. And it's not. It's fucked up. It's terrible. But but that's America. It's fucking a fucked up two-party system that should be a lot more parties in a place that named their fucking army bases after confederate leaders we're just in a weird spot right now we can do better though it's not all lost I don't think yeah that's my rant (laughs) that was a long one I don't really get into those that much but hey yeah when you do you do yeah then they're all over the place but hey uh this was a good show i don't want to go too much longer we're at well, a good let's, spot let's unless you got some bad notes. What, what do you got um i'm hot so sweaty now. i know Sorry. i know some time ago in march or something like that we talked about some upcoming um things for the show and so tyree tyree and i have been working on um multiple multiple things uh we do have a website it is in operation, but it is not, uh, we haven't advertised. It's not, it is launched, but it's not like advertised. Um, I guess if you were tech savvy, you could probably find it, but, um, we do have some ideas for it. We are opening an online store. Um, and I, I say that with a little bit of hesitancy because, um, I just, it's weird to me that that's a thing, but it is. Um, and so we will have things in that store that you could, um, you would be able to purchase with, with dollars. Um, so that's, that's a cool thing that, uh, I think we're excited about. Um, and, uh, and so all the, all the things that you're going to find in the store are things that like, that are specific to the show in some way, shape or form. Um, and that we've worked on Tyree and I have been back and forth on 
different types of designs, different types of uh, things to put in the store. Uh, I think we're going to keep it kind of small for the time being um, and then grow as needed. Um, unfortunately, the store will have to use a drop shipper, um, which if you're not familiar with that is, is you, someone orders the thing, the thing gets, the, the thing gets sent to the product maker, they make it and they mail it to you. And we hope to eventually get away from that. So we have some stuff, um, working there. I, I have been speaking to some people about, uh, some local people about, uh, about that. Um, so that would require us carrying our own inventory. Uh, we are, uh, before I forget is officially an LLC. Uh, that was been, that's been put out, but like it, it's, it's a legit thing. Um, so this is a fully functioning, uh, well, it's a semi functioning. It functions. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, um, a it's a shell that we're, we're filling right now. It's a bucket that we're filling with all of our goodness. Yeah. You're going to see some really cool shit, man. I'm really, really pumped about this. Uh, Initially, I didn't really give a shit about selling stuff. Um, I think Kevin was kind of in the same boat a little bit, but I mean, we have some cool ideas. Um, If you like it, cool. If you don't, all right, that's cool too. But you know, rep, you can represent uh, the show and, uh, let other people hear about these cool shows we do about mental health and the cool people that we talk to. And, uh, we can try to grow this thing cause it's growing faster than I, I thought it would, but it, it's growing. And, uh, we figure the best thing we can do is, is continue to make it grow, man. Why stop now? Um, we have ideas out the fucking anus. For this, for this show, or if not for a show, but the the uh, the website, which is www dot before I forget the podcast dot com. Yeah, it's long, I know. But hey, that's what it is, man. And I'm fucking so fucking happy uh, that you guys can walk around wearing a shirt with the before I forget on it, or you mm. know, wherever else we come up with. Yeah, uh, there's there is still uh, one or two designs that I want to that I'm, I'm working on to uh, to put on there. Part of the reason I think that Tyree and I, because like like you said, like we, we weren't we weren't necessarily looking to make money off of the show, and I think that was um, stated multiple times in a, in the early days. But what we have discovered is one, the shit ain't free. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does cost money for us to do this, and that, that that does come out of um has come out of our own pocket it's uh tyree has has set up a gofundme um we've, we've had people donate and we were super 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 grateful for that very much um and we are we are using that to help generate more things but the reason we want to do this the reason we want to sell things we the reason we want the show to grow is the 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 larger you you are as a, as on, on on a platform, the more people you can reach, and we want to help in some way, shape, or form, right? Like we want to tell your stories, the stories of other veterans. We want you to hear how someone served and then got out, struggled, but found a way to be successful. 
we want to share those stories to show that it's possible that it's, it's, you know, you just got to put in a little work, be a little creative, use those skills that the military gave you and get to work, man. It gets, and, and, and the more people we can reach the better, but for us to do that, we gotta, we have to generate some type of income for the show. And that's the thing, like whatever money the show makes doesn't go to Tyree and I, like I, you know, I have a job, Tyree has a job that pays my bills, right? Like, like the show, the money that the show generates goes back into the show. It will um, create more things and allow us to boost posts and bring more awareness and do all the things that we, we, that we want to do with the show. Because ultimately at the end of the day, um, whether you want to believe it's 22 or 44, um, we want to reduce that number to zero and we want to show veterans that we're a community even after we serve. Um, you know, for those that don't know, I work for the VA and I, I'm around veterans of various generations, all the generations, the past generations. And, you know, you might think, what do you have in common with a guy who served in Korea? Absolutely nothing except that we served and we can tell fun stories about our time in service and laugh about them. You know, that it's an actual conversation I had with somebody, you know, and, and that's the thing, like, that's what it's about, right? The community of veterans. We want to make that community stronger, healthier, better. And for us to do that, we have to generate money so that we can put it back into the show so that we can continue to do this process and make it as big as it needs to be or wants to be or as big as it gets. Um, I don't think I don't, I, I, me personally, and I, don't, I think Tyree's with me. We're, we, this is not a, this is not a, uh, we, we don't, we don't, I don't think we think of this as like, this is our get rich plan. Right. Cause we're, that's not what it, it's not what it's about. Not even a little bit. If y'all, we're could, not, if y'all could see the, the way the money comes in here, you yeah. would, you would probably tell us to quit. <laughs> well, you know, and, it's not it. even that. It's like it's not. It's not like we're sponsored. It's not like we're getting fucking. You know, these ads that you see on the show, like they they do generate income, but like pennies. Yeah, um, I could do a whole you know, show about my anger about that. Like we we're putting in fucking work here, and they're putting <laughs> all these advertisements in our stuff, and we get pennies on the advertisement. That's nothing. Like, give me a break. Yeah, you can do better. Streaming services can do better paying their artists. I mean, that's that. I, I agree with that completely. Yeah. Um, it, it's a whole thing, but you know, we're not Joe Rogan. We're not the Hodge twins. We're not fucking whoever the shit fucking whatever other podcasts that are out there. But yeah. Um, anyway, we say all that to say, go to the website. If you want to buy some shit, if you want to support the show, if you want to, we greatly appreciate it. And we gr- greatly appreciate you being, uh, viewers and listeners and watchers and reviewers, commenters, interactors. Um, and if, you know, if the title fits, uh, even fans of the show, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but, uh, yeah. So that's, that's big news. Oh, and we have some pretty rad guests coming up. Um, we've got, let me think here. <clears throat> we have a retired command sergeant major coming up 
We have now I'm going to say this and I hope it doesn't jinx us, but on the show very soon we will have, wait, are you about to drop the, are you about to drop the shit on them? Yeah. I'm about to, I'm I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say the name Mm. uh, just yet. Cause again, I want to completely jinx this, but we're about to have a medal of honor recipient on the show. Yeah. Um, when I spoke with him and he agreed, um, I was floored. I was like, the kid, the, shut your entire face. Uh, because absolutely, who, why? They're in, blown away. There's 3,530 medals of honor awarded and we get to speak with one of them. Yeah, it's it's rad to me. Um, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for him. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna use the yeah. button. The laugh track. Yeah. Hell yeah. We did it. I'm glad that it doesn't come through on my end. I can't hear it. Good. Mm. I also want to say that me wearing the shirt is no is 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 by no means an endorsement of the new Turtles movie because it looks like fucking garbage. Oh. That's mean. I'm wearing a shirt because uh, I know. You're stupid. Who is that? It's fucking Han Solo, baby. He knows. Oh, it's really little. Yeah, yeah. I got the cheap one. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to... What do you got? <laughs> I was going to say, your shirt reminded me of... Uh, you know who the worm is? Dennis Rodman? Dennis motherfucking Rodman. He has, a, he has an online store. Rodman apparel mm-hmm. and, it, and it's just pictures of his head <laughs> on shirts and it's the best thing I actually used to have one when I was in fucking ninth grade a black shirt with Dennis Rodman with fucking uh, uh, red orange and yellow hair hell yeah Dennis Rodman yeah, the shit wore the shit out of that fucking shirt man Rebound love that alright so hey everybody thank you for listening to before I forget please like listen share subscribe and watch please share check out our shop when it uh when you get a chance, after you listen to the show, go to www.beforeforgetthepodcast.com and uh, look at our shit. You got anything, Kevin? Yeah. Look at it, but like, don't be mean about it. Yeah. Because uh, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still very shy about it. Yeah. But Weird. thank you for listening. If you made it to this point, I know the show probably was a little dry, especially in comparison to uh, previous shows and future shows. Hang in there with us. Um, uh, and that's it. Salam. <laughs>